everybody. Welcome to the Weird World Podcast. Uh, my name is Carrie. I'm Jack. I'm Dean. And we're going to present for you a podcast about something weird that Dean's going to talk about that we know nothing of. First, let's talk about our cocktails. I'm having a delicious Midori Sour. Jack? Also Retweet. Midori Sour. Carrie's having? Bee's Knees. A Bee's Knees. Oh, I uh, thought Mom was having a Midori Sour, too. I was like, we're all having the same thing. No, she's not. Look at her drink. It's not green. Ask us for recipes. <laughs> We'd be perfectly happy to share. A- accompanied by some McDonald's French fries yeah. and <laughs> some bagel with almond butter and bananas. And a chihuahua. Okay. Today, and a kitty cat. Got it covered? Everything? Yeah. Okay. So today, I want to start by asking you a simple question. Do you think Abraham Lincoln was a goddamn liar? Uh, well, probably. Sometimes. What? No. His Every- name was Honest Abe. No, everyone lies. No. I not Abraham Lincoln. I don't think Abraham Lincoln lies. He lied. He was pretty famous for not lying. Okay. At least he told. That's what he made you believe. I don't think he lied. Wow. It's a conspiracy theory, Allison. Anyway, so if you believe Lincoln, and you should, then you believe in something called a doppelganger. Oh. What? Because Lincoln, according to a biographer, went home one day. This is after he was elected president in 1860. I'm, I, I think it's before he took office. Um, no, it was it was during his, his time. It's it just not clear when. He <laughs> went to his room, <laughs> sat down on a sofa in his a bedroom sofa? there. Okay. He's got a sofa back then. We got sofas back then. When were sofas invented? <laughs> What do you think they sat on rocks in 1861? Like the modern thing that we think of as they a couch. They sat on sure. downwards. Yeah. Whatever. Or settees. Okay. But wait, he went home where? Uh, let's say the White House. I don't. Oh, know. okay. Story's not, I thought you meant he went story's home. Story's not super To clear. like Springfield or whatever. Uh, to the log cabin from whence he came. Yeah, right. Okay. So he goes into his room, sits on his sofa and or divan or Davenport and he looks into this mirror above the bureau, and he looks into the mirror, and he sees himself, plus another Lincoln. He sees double. He sees an exact duplicate of himself with one hugely important difference. The skin was almost chalky white. He said it was, quote, five shades paler than the same image of his true self in that same mirror, right? It was just sitting next to him? Just, Yeah. Look, it said it basically looked the same, just like looking back at him, just with a very, very, very pale face. He gets up, and the image disappears. Who did he tell this story to? You, you'll see. Okay. He, Mary. Yeah, it was Mary. Oh. Uh, he, yeah, but she was crazy. So yes, she was. This happened twice more. He would sit down, see the image, get up. It would disappear. He tried to bring Mary in. and said, Mary, Mary, check it out. Yeah. There's two of me. <laughs> Lucky you, Mayor. And he and it would not uh, be there. She never saw it, but she did freak out. She thought it was an omen, a bad omen. And we'll find a little while that very commonly doppelgangers are thought of as bad omens. Yeah. She claimed, at least, that I guess she interpreted it as meaning he would win re-election. I guess, I don't know, two Lincolns. But because it was ghostly pale and white, that meant he would not survive his second term. Now, was this interpretation of hers made after yeah. these things came true? I would be As I to strongly, strongly suspect before. I don't know. It's not sort of written down. But Abraham Lincoln is on record as believing in doppelgangers and having seen one. 
Hey, if you see something and you probably believe it's true, he probably didn't lie about that. He probably just lied about like farting. <laughs> <laughs> he probably did lie about farting. I think everybody did. Because uh, I don't fart. So, what is a doppelganger, you ask? Well, it is German that literally means double goer. Goer. That's a weird. It's weird. You know, German is notoriously hard to translate yeah. into, into English, but vaguely it's the sense of a, of a double person. Uh, it's your exact lookalike, your carbon copy of you who is not you. That's a doppelganger. He's like your stranger twin. The word was coined by Jean Paul, who was, despite the name, a German writer. Oh, okay. Huh. Yeah. He, I had quite parents. But he, he wrote a novel called Sibenkis, which I believe is a person's name. And in this story, our eponymous hero switches places with a friend who looks exactly like him. I, I guess hilarity ensues. That, that was just the, the source of the word. Very soon, though, the word lost this sense of, you know, kind of a mere biological happenstance, someone who looks like you. And it took on kind of an eerie connotation, right? And there are tons of, of, of cases of that, by the way. You can look on, online. I saw one in top 20. It has these people who are totally strangers who look ridiculously exactly yeah. like Even the same hair. They dress similar. They're, they're the same like like one guy. was He was a chubby guy. Why? Were, you're, but his doppelganger who had facially looked exactly like him was just like, looked like the exact same weight and height. It's, it's amazing and uncanny. But well, that's... I, I wonder if they were DNA tested if they are actually related. I don't know. Yeah. These, I, I just scanned that list. I, that wasn't what I'm talking about here. So that's not yeah. the kind of doppelganger. It's more the, the supernatural kind of do, doppelganger. And, and really, thanks to, really came from fiction. Where, where throughout the 19th century, writers like E.T.A. Hoffman, Poe, Dostoevsky, and even Hans Christian Andersen wrote about doppelgangers. And usually, like Poe's William Wilson, they were evil, they, hmm. they meant you harm. And Dostoevsky as well. And I think E.T. Hoffman was one of the earliest, what we call horror writers that there was. He, so they kind of took this paranormal uh, meaning with this kind of veneer of evil intent. They were often your, they were, they're kind of ghostly or somehow supernatural. They're very commonly held to be omens of disaster. You saw your doppelganger, something bad was going to happen to you. Yeah, that's what I've always heard. They're kind of like your evil twin. Think of your Spock with a goatee. Are your black swan bad Nina? Uh-huh. I haven't seen or, black swan, but I, I read that there was a doppelganger. Part of that takes place about, or part of it is her doppelganger who does bad things. Emma's seen her doppelganger and nothing bad happened to her. Well, yet. Give it time. Well, know. it's been years, so. <laughs> well, the concept goes all the way back to ancient Egypt, at least. They had a thing called a ka, which is like, it was just the spirit devil. It was one of the five entities that make up your soul i guess and it, but this one was kind of tangible but not tangible and it had but it had your same memories and mannerisms so it was, it was sort of like the idea of what we think of as a doppelganger uh native americans had a, a doppelganger type myths in irish in irish folk folklore there's something called a fetch hmm. that's your exact duplicate but it doesn't cast a shadow i was gonna say oh. something about peter pan's shadow earlier yeah there you go yeah that's a, that would be kind of like a fetch. I wonder huh. if that's where Jan Barry got that idea. I don't know. Maybe. Scottish fairies were, were said to snatch babies as they would, but they'd often replace them with fake replicas who would usually get sick and die very quickly. Oh. Because, you know, the Scottish are always looking on the bright side. It's always up, up, up with those Scots. <laughs> telling you. Well, so that's not a changeling? That's, uh, 
I don't think exact. No, changelings, I think, did not weren't exact duplicates. They were, and they didn't die right away. This is something different. I didn't get a name for it, but this is something different. Okay. So, so the idea's been around for a long time, at least something like the idea. They, and they've appeared in art. There's a, there's a famous painting from the 1860s by Dante Gabriel Rossetti. Oh, I like that name. It's called <laughs> How They Met Themselves. And it's, it's, you should look at it. It's Ooh, like this couple that name in too. like, it was, it, like really old timey dress, like, you know, medieval almost, 16th century kind of clothes. But it sure didn't look mid 19th century, even for Europe. And they, they, this two, this couple apparently stumble upon their exact duplicates in the forest, but their doppelgangers are both kind of glowing. And you'll see that's also kind of a recurring thing with doppelgangers. Sometimes they seem to have kind of an ethereal glow. Hmm. Not always. Well, they probably, that's probably like a, a common artistic way to denote yeah. them. Yeah, being. that's true. That, that's probably yeah. how they. Differentiate, yeah. Which ones? Do. But so the doppelgangers are just looking very normal. The oh, uh, the geez. real couple, though, the man has already pulled his sword, like he's going to kill his doppelganger, oh, and the woman is in the middle, is is in a mid swoon. She's fainting. And there's also there were two Jesse Eisenbergs in a movie Boy. called The Double from 2013. Have you heard of it? Uh-huh. No, me neither. And I like Jesse Eisenberg, but in my mind, that's one too many Jesse Eisenbergs. More to the point, not only are doppelgangers all over the fictional world, but they're all over the real world as well. So let's talk about some famous doppelgangers. I mean in the sense of famous people seeing their doppelgangers. Okay. Have you ever heard of Guy de Maupassant? No. No. Very brilliant and famous French writer of the latter half of the 19th century. What does that look, Carrie? I see a look. Well, I thought you meant like Kim Kardashian or something. Hey, <laughs> what do you think I meant? What? Well, I mean, Elvis you know, people Presley. that we've heard of. Yeah. Oh, well, really? You can't hear of a famous author from the 19th century? I can hear of him, but I've never heard of okay. him. All right, all right, all right. The likelihood is low. <laughs> okay, well, none of these people are, are of, the, oh, of the Kim Kardashian ilk that we're going to talk about here. Okay. So Guy de Maupassant, he was in his early 40s when he started seeing and even interacting with his doppelganger. Things got really weird, though. One day, he was in his room writing a short story called The Horla. It's a really good short story. He wrote mostly drama, but he'd he'd mix in some pretty supernatural stuff like this. Wait, is he the guy that did detective stuff? No. Oh, okay. So he's writing The Horla in his room, and suddenly his doppelganger calmly walks into the room and starts dictating to him, dictating the story. Oh, and he, so, so Guy. That's handy. Yeah, that's very handy. Do my I job mean, for me, please. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I need one of those. <laughs> Guy frantically writes on every word because it's good stuff until he kind of eventually becomes unnerved by the fact that he's being dictated to by a doppelganger. And then he calls for a servant. When the servant arrives, I guess just before the servant opens the door, the doppelganger disappears, right? The horlet, by the way, is an about an evil being that gradually takes over the life of his victim and eventually takes over his body. So it was kind of, it was a doppelganger story. So of course, though, we have to keep in mind that Guy de Maupassant had syphilis and he was in the process of losing his sanity. I was just about to say, yeah. Yes. Indeed, he would die, I think about a year later at the age of 43 in an insane asylum. Yeah, Hmm. tertiary syphilis will get you. He was a, I I like, I've read the horror as a matter of fact. Did he have a nose? Did I believe he, he had a nose, yes. a nose. He didn't have leprosy. He had uh, no, syphilis. You lose your nose. What? You syphilis. From syphilis? Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. I am going to act very differently from now on. So, <laughs> <laughs> Catherine the Great. I know you've heard of her. I yeah. have. 
I would say she's famous. Okay, good. Kim Kardashian famous, though? (laughs) I don't know. So she was kind of the most badass with her doppelganger. Just in general, though. She was just kind of the most badass. She was a badass. This is actually, this story actually exemplifies her badassness. She was 67 years old. This is well into her very long reign. And she was interrupted in her bedchamber by some servants. They were confused to find her there because they said, look, you can't be here. We just saw you walking into your throne room mere minutes ago. She said, no, I didn't. She was not pleased. So she grabs a couple guards, armed guards, and she strode to her throne room. Oh, I thought you were going to say she had them executed. She will. <laughs> so Uh-oh. there in the throne room, she looks in there and she sees a woman sitting on her throne. On closer inspection, that woman is her. herself. Wow. So no one knows exactly, I guess there's various versions of what happened next, but... She immediately, they agree upon that she immediately ordered the guards to shoot the doppelganger on her throne. Like, boom. Like, oh my God, I see a doppelganger. Shoot them. Shoot Debbie. Boom. She's very decisive. Yeah. Yeah, Now, at that point, either we don't know what happened or the doppelganger vanished as the bullets flew. I'm going to go with version B. Yeah. Yeah. Regardless. Separated. Yeah. About a few weeks later, Catherine the Great died of a stroke. Uh oh. Well, she was sixty-seven. That's hundred and seven to you and me. That's so. that's a that's four million years old in that yeah. age. Yeah. Still, bad omen realized. If you believe in omens and doubles. Well, games. I don't believe in that part of it. Well, how about <laughs> you believe in the rest though? <laughs> <laughs> how about England's Queen Elizabeth? Heard of her? Yeah. Which one? QE one. I was about to say Lizzie. I love her. Big fan of yes. really Elizabeth. She first. loves the crown. Yes. Have you seen her hair? JK. So what? It's a I, horror you know, show. She's not my fashion icon. Okay. All right. Have you seen the collar she wore? The ruffles? I mean. Now that is a fashion icon. You know nothing about fashion. No, You're yeah. wearing an Edgar Allan Poe shirt. Damn right I am. I'm a big fan of Queen Elizabeth. Okay, then you'll be a big fan of what happened to her because supposedly she saw a doppelganger. It was in her bed and it looked. <laughs> I was trying to power through a too. doppelganger? <laughs> That's great. Her <laughs> doppelganger looked dead so it, it basically looked like it's in bed and it's in repose as if dead was that prophetic well uh, she was actually very disturbed by it and very soon thereafter she died yeah Bad. you know what i'm chalking these up to just stories they're <laughs> okay. just stories well, all right, Carrie. All right. even abraham's yeah. abraham lincoln yeah. no, I, no, he said that don't be I, I don't you, know so you're gonna call that. abraham lincoln a liar to his he face he didn't say it to me <laughs> oh, is that really? That's yeah. that's your criteria. Yes. Okay. German writer Johann Wolfgang von Goethe. Mm-hmm. Sure. He had a less ominous episode with his doppelganger. So he's out writing. It's around 1770. He's on his way to Drusenheim to see a lady. Thinking what I'm saying. On the way, he passed. Another writer going the opposite direction, and as it got close, he sees, he looks, and he, he realizes it's him. It's his perfect double. The only difference is he's dressed differently. He's dressed in a gray suit with gold trim that he doesn't own and has never had before. The person rides on. I don't know if they share a look or something. You know, you know, an know, awkward right. look. It rode one way. He continued on, on his way to Drusenheim to get some, and. He just sort of promptly, I guess, shrugged his shoulders and forgot about it for eight years. Sure. He 
lived his life, didn't think about it, went about his business. And then the bad omen came? Eight years later, he's riding <laughs> on that very same road to Drusenheim. He, same thing happens. A rider gets going the opposite direction, close inspection. That rider is a perfect duplicate of himself. He remembers the incident from eight years ago. He looks down, and sure enough, he's wearing a gray suit with gold trim. He's wearing the exact same suit of clothes, which was, which was at, this, at the modern time, brand new, that he had seen himself wearing eight years ago and seemed so odd to him. Huh. Well, that's just a mirage. A mirage. <laughs> it was a hot day. Yeah, in that well, mirage, yeah. Well, it almost seems like to me it, it could be some kind of a temporal displacement kind of thing, like a time slip maybe or something like that. Yeah, sure, or just a story. Or just a story. Oh, my God, Mom's loving <laughs> this story. All right. <laughs> How about this chilling doppelganger story from Isaac Walton? He was a biographer of the great English poet, John Donne, D-O-N-N-E. I think it might be pronounced John Donne. He was a, a, a very, very famous poet in the, gosh, I want to say 1600s? We could 1500s. He was, oh, God, he, there's a couple of things from him that we still say today that are sort of uh, phrases that we still take today that no one re- remembers or uh, realizes came from John Like Don. a stitch in time saves time. Something like or that. Or multiple ways to skin <laughs> a cat. Something better. <laughs> better than both those. Yeah. I don't think he was into cat skinning. Anyway, one night... Are you trying to think of other idioms right there? Yeah, but they're all Shakespeare. And I, you know. <laughs> yeah, most are Shakespeare. Yeah. Like LOL. A, a handful are John Don. Okay. So, yeah, LOL. <laughs> He did. He, or what the fuck? I think yes, WTF. he did WTF. He invented WTF. That's or OMG, too. Fact. No, yeah. no, not that one. That, was, that was actually Shakespeare. No, no, that's what I meant. <laughs> Shakespeare literally did invent OMG. Did he really? Yes. OMG. And he wrote it OMG. Yes. No way. I'm not. Look at this shit up, I think, I think you read that in the bustle. <laughs> Therefore, it's complete bullshit. You're the only one who cares about that publication. It's He's terrible. Don't listen to this bustle because for some reason, dad is just going off on you. Every time I see week. the headline, it's like, oh my God, either you're a vacuous tween or you don't mind being lied to, to if you read the, the bustle. It's just awful. Or you're elitist and weird Not like dad. They're just, What's happening? They're just stupid. Anyway. One night, John Donna, he was at the home of some friends. His, in the morning, his friend came into Don's room, to, I guess, to wake him, and he found Don sitting on the bed, thoroughly freaked out. Shook. Something happened. So he asked him, and he says, and Don says, I have seen a dreadful vision since I saw you. He explained to his friend that he had heard a noise the, the previous night. He was in his room. He heard a noise in the adjoining room and thought, mm, that's weird. I didn't think anybody was in there. Didn't think much of it, though. But then Really? He, well, Didn't think much of it? You hear noises from the room you thought he, no one was in? What do you think? There's another guest. Who knows? They, they have, oh, they, oh, yeah. They had I forgot other guests there, right? It's, again, it's not his house. It's his friend's house. I forgot about that. Yeah. But then he realizes that, wait a second. You know how in the old days, not every room opened off? The hallway. Very often, you had you only oh, get to some rooms through mm-hmm. other rooms. He realizes, wait, yeah, I am on the hall side of that inner room. No one could get in there without passing me, and no one passed me. Ooh. Now I'm a little nervous. Bye, I'm out. So he's a little apprehensive, but he doesn't think much of it. And I guess maybe he's nodding off again, and all of a sudden he hears another noise in that room. And this time, though, someone opens the door and walks out into the room. Into his room, from the, I would inner, from the inner room. Just shit and piss all over that bed. <laughs> 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 oh, 
on this thing. <laughs> like, it was a woman in a nightgown oh. with long, disheveled oh. hair. I'm thinking ring style. <laughs> Why did you say disheveled like that, sir? Why not? Disheveled hair. It's disheveled hair. As though you sheveled it with a dish. So if it's disheveled, it could be sheveled. This was disheveled. It's covering her face, and it's also covering something that she appears to be holding in her arms. Uh-oh. She goes back into her inner room, <laughs> and then moments later, she comes back again, walks across his room, I guess at the foot of his bed, and he, uh, again, can't see her face but because her hair isn't in her face, but he just feels like from her movements, he knows who she is. He like, feels like he should know this person, ghost, whatever that it is. He, so he draws closer, and he brushes the, the hair aside from her face, and he sees his wife. Himself. (laughs) In drag. (laughs) (laughs) And he's a little more apprehensive now because he knows his wife is many miles away staying at a different friend's house. He looks down, and he sees that his wife is holding a dead newborn baby in her arms. Uh, A dead one. So he tells his friend, and maybe he's relating this to his friend. He says, I have seen my dear wife pass twice by me through this room with her hair hanging about her shoulders and a dead child in her arms. Reportedly, he said to this witness, he says, I cannot be sure that I now live and that I have not slept since I saw you. And I am as sure that at her second appearance, she stopped and looked me in the face and vanished. Someone sent a messenger to Don's friend, where she was staying to say, what's going on? Is my wife still there? The messenger returned with terrible news. His wife was there, but she was very ill and in bad shape because that night the baby had come prematurely that she was pregnant with and was stillborn. Oh, Oh, shit. So he didn't see a doppelganger himself. John Don saw a doppelganger of his wife. Well, that's... so. so Oh, no, What does that mean? Is that just like his wife's? Was it? You know, I never found out exactly when did it happen. Presumably this was, yeah. it could have been, he could have seen the apparition after or during the occasion. If it was before, then it was an omen, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But or it, maybe I, if it's during, it it's like I, a beacon of her yeah. pain. So I thought doppelgangers were like literal flesh and blood people. <laughs> me These too. Uh, only like in the non-paranormal sense. Of like that person looks just like me. In the, in the, dominant sense you can see the word doppelganger in the last i don't know 20 30 years has taken a little bit more of the your lookalike sense right and that's not what it has meant for the last 150 years or more okay it's it is this this kind of supernatural your exact duplicate who shouldn't exist yeah and they tip they they are more apparition like that's creepy which to me is far more interesting than just someone who looks weirdly like you I, that's, yeah. that's not that interesting to me it's, it's fascinating really bitch well like I said I look it at an article look at 20 people and promptly forget about it it's not that big a deal to me yeah it's much more Unless... interesting if they're, if they're ghostly and, and supernatural and unexplainable but it would be super freaky to see somebody who looks just like that's you that's true yeah like Katy Perry and Zoe Deschanel no <laughs> they don't look that much alive Bitch, you might want to go back and check the record. Cause... We were just in Mexico with George Clooney's doppelganger. Well. Well, he does look a lot like him. He could be his body double from a distance. Easy. Well. Easy. <laughs> the best doppelganger stories, though, are those that are attested to by more than just the person, either a single witness. Usually it's the person, the doppelganger that is seen is seen by that person. Yeah. Right? That's the most normal one. 
but sometimes there are multiple witnesses and it's not even the person whose doppelganger is being seen. So in 1906, a British member of parliament named Sir Frederick Carn Rash. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, that's a good name. Carn Rash. Carn, two words. Frederick yeah, but that sounds like a, a folk disease, like name for a disease. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, got got, I got the corn rash. Oh my god, you got the corn rash? I don't People know why it's get that ointment. So he was very sick, rash, <laughs> very very sick. <laughs> Sorry, I can't. <laughs> what did you say? You that he was very sick, rash. <laughs> <laughs> he, it wasn't from a rash. He had the flu. So, which back then could easily kill you. Mm-hmm. So it could kill you. I was about to say now, now but far now more likely then than now. Yeah. So he was angry about this, his being sick, because he it meant he would miss a very important debate that day in Parliament that he really, really, well, really wanted to take he part. He care in. about his job. Yes, he did. Well, yeah. <laughs> so the, the debate's occurring. They're in Parliament. A fellow MP named Sir Gilbert Parker Uh-oh. looks around the room and he spots Rash at his desk, and he's surprised. So he goes over to Rash and says, <clears throat> "I hope you are feeling better, Rash." Flat out ignores him. Hmm. Just looks into the distance, yeah. expressionless, completely ignores him. Rude. That's what Parker thinks. Parker just shrugs it off. Maybe he's still a little under the weather, doesn't want to talk. So Parker huh. goes back to his seat and sits down. A few minutes later, he starts to look around the room again. He looks back to Rash, Rash's desk. Rash is not there. Mm-hmm. So he asks around. He goes, did anybody else see Rash? When did he leave? And several members of parliament said, yes, we saw Rash here, but I don't remember seeing him leave. But yeah, I can corroborate, he was here. So they contact Rash later that day or the next day, and they ask him, you know, we saw you at the the debate yesterday, but you know what happened to you? And he says, what are you talking about? I was not at the debate. I was at death's door with flu all day long in bed, never left the house. I was worried that he was dead. Yeah, that too. His that family too. was terrified by this. Because remember, the, the doppelgangers were already right. closely associated with bad omens. They thought this was a bad omen, that something bad was going to happen to Rash. Nothing does. Weeks go by, months go by, he's fine. It becomes a joke. He actually has a very, very good sense of humor about it. And he'd write a letter to a newspaper apologizing for not dying oh my God. after his <laughs> doppelganger had been spotted and promising to do better the next time. That's pretty funny. <laughs> you better work, Rash. <laughs> I know anytime there's a slight pause and one of us scrambles to say something (laughs) random, that's probably why. Now let's examine perhaps the most amazing doppelganger story ever. Oh, here we go. This is one where multiple witnesses saw the double multiple times and even touched it. Mm. Oh, touched it. Yeah, I was going to say, Mm -hmm. the rash, was that the first one in which someone had actually like Interacted. Spoken to the doppelganger directly. Um, sounds like it, yeah. Well, the one guy touched his, he moved his oh, wife's yeah. hair. That's true. I forgot about that. Uh, you know, I may have added that. Oh, oh my God. Uh, <laughs> wasn't that a quote? Wasn't that she part did of a quote? quote? She, did, uh, she did speak to him, but I don't, oh. know if she, I don't know if he brushed her hair back or he just saw the baby okay. dead. I don't know. I don't know. I I, I, little uh, artistic license. Yeah, okay. like, do they have the ability of speech? Yeah. Um, it seems they might. Well, we'll see. This is the story of a French school teacher named Emily Sagi. Now, I, it's also S A G E E with a little thingy over the first E. So gay. So I don't not know if it's Sagi. It's so gay. It's, it's Emily Sagi. No, it's not that. <laughs> I'm 
to say Sagay because I've also seen it spelled S A G E T, which I'm pretty sure would be Sagay. Oh, yeah. Sagay. 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 I don't know. I'm going to say, even though I'm probably mispronouncing it, I'm going to say Sagay. So, by 1845, Emily was a well regarded 32 year old teacher with good references. <laughs> what? <laughs> This helped her land. I'm glad she has good references. Well, she needed it because yeah. actually she really, really did needed great <laughs> references, and we'll see why. Why? She landed a job at an exclusive girls' school in the town of Volmar in what is now Latvia, Ugh. but oh. at the time, I'm pretty sure was was part of Prussia. Prussia, and it had been ruled by Sweden for some time. It's a very Holy polyglot part of Europe. Yeah. Lots of languages were spoken, so that makes it a little more confusing. But the school was called Pensionat von Nuelk, Nuvelk, I imagine. And I think the Pensionat, by the way, translates from Swedish as guest. Nuelk, I think, is I, I think just a proper name. Yeah. So anyway, the headmistress at the school, and this is a school for pretty elite kids. It's kind of a finishing 20. girls' school, a boarding school. The headmistress overlooked the fact that Emily had held 19 teaching positions in the last 16 years. Okay, oh, that's come good. now. She, again, she had she was something of a nomad. I'm assuming the headmistress must have thought, but yeah, she's got these impeccable references. I'm going to hire her. She looks hmm. great. So everything is really is great for a time, right? Emily teaches. She's well-liked. She's well-regarded. She's good at her job. I don't know what she taught. I imagine French. And let's say um, how to walk with your back straight, your head back, and like mm-hmm. a plate on your head. Yeah, probably. a couple books. Books, books in your head. Sorry, come books. on now. Books. Well, I think a plate because you also put like apples on it and see how just how straight you are walking. What apples? No, did they not do that? Probably no. not. Well, maybe they should. They weren't exporting them from China yet. <sighs> Jk, saying. they probably were. So, but then one day, Emily is in her class and she's writing on a chalkboard. The students at their tables suddenly start murmuring, and a, a, a ripple goes through the classroom because she got a wedgie. No, because <laughs> I'm sure she's a big old. She probably had a bustle of on. What year was it? 1845. Oh, okay. Yeah, she, a petticoat, a whalebone corset. She probably did, because suddenly the students saw a second Mademoiselle Saget at the chalkboard. The double copied her every action writing stuff at the chalkboard only she didn't have a piece of chalk in her hand Um, otherwise she perfectly mimicked everything emily did that's Mm. freaky so as the students you know are staring in amazement emily did not appear to even realize the thing was there at all she never showed any sign that she had realized there was a a double right next to her None of the kids said anything? I, I guess not. Maybe, really? Yeah, well. I guess when you're a kid, you just kind of go with whatever. <laughs> if the adults seem like they're chill with it, you are too, honestly. <laughs> and the apparition, I'm sure, quickly disappeared. And so True. they're all freaked out. But Emily didn't even, didn't even realize huh. it existed. So a few days, go, days later go by, and Emily is sitting at dinner. They have a big common table, I guess, with pretty much all the students and I guess some of the faculty, right? And presumably, somebody must have dropped their glass of wine because out of nowhere, a second Emily suddenly appears behind the real Emily. And this second Emily, again, copies and mimics everything the real Emily does in terms of eating. Only she, and she's going through the motions, only she's doing the motions without knife, fork, or glass. So, but, but she appears for all the world to be standing behind Emily eating, and, and she's an exact copy. She looks exactly like Emily. Ew. Huh. That is really creepy. Does to she look about. ghostly or does she look 
She looks, yeah, exactly. we'll, we'll, get, we'll get to that in, in a second, but sometimes she looks perfectly crystal clear and other times she would look somewhat ghostly. Uh-huh. Soon the appearances start to escalate, right? And more eerily still, the double begins to appear without Emily being nearby. So one of these events happened during embroidery class, because that's a skill every young female needs, and I think still does to this day. Yeah, I'm a little bit miffed that I didn't learn how to embroider. You should have. Just as an elective, though. No, no. Back then, it was like core curriculum. I know. (laughs) For every young lady of good standing. The embroidery teacher had something to attend to, so she exited the room for a few minutes leaving the 42 girls in the class to embroider on their own. Wow, that's a big ca- class size. I think, you know, I'm not positive, but I think that might have been the entire student body. Oh, okay. oh my and God. I think they just had, well, I don't know, one class Could at a time. Could have just been embroidery clear. time. Maybe it was, yeah. yeah, this was embroidery hour <laughs> or something oh like that. So, all, so there's 42 students in that class, right? So that's 42 eyewitnesses. The students in the room then watch as Mademoiselle Emily Saguet comes into the door and she sat down in the chair that the embroidery teacher had just vacated. Now, at this point, they thought, okay, she's just sort of tending to us while the embroidery teacher is gone, right? Mm-hmm. No big deal. Only a, a, a minute or two later, the students over by the big window that looked out into the garden start to murmur and whisper to each other, and soon all the students are over by the window, and what are they seeing? They see Emily out in the garden picking flowers. Like, that's a horror movie. Yeah. At the same time, she is sitting in that chair and she's still there. Like, you look out that window, that's when the creepy music starts playing. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. you don't want to turn around. I'll, I'll say this now. Even though no, I am, please, listeners, help me. I am 94.7% sure I have seen this story told in movies. In a movie. I'm almost positive I've seen this in a movie. Me too. And I, I can't find it. I don't know the name of it. I don't know who's in it. And not a super, super old movie. If I had to guess, I'd say from the 90s. Girl on or... the Train. No. No. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, see, Avengers I, Endgame? I, don't... I thought it was older. Like 70s, 80s? Like what? Like 40s, 50s? I don't I don't know. I'm not positive. I don't think it's crazy like old. Maybe 60s or 70s. Maybe. Like it could be. It could be that old. But I am almost positive. So if you know this movie, please tell us. Tell us the name. Maybe we can find it on Hulu. So, oh, my God. The girls are gazing at the real, at the uh, real, presumably real Emily. Although I guess at this point they really wouldn't know, right? Out in the garden picking flowers, and it seems like she's kind of losing her energy, as, as if her vigor is being sapped. Out there picking flowers, seems like she's just growing listless, right? The double, meanwhile, in the chair sits completely expressionless and motionless. So two of the girls, of the students, kind of grow a set and decide we're going to go touch that apparition. And so they walk over to the doppelganger, Emily, and one does indeed kind of swipe her finger or try to touch her, and the, her, her fingers go right through the doppelganger, Emily. Huh. She's, oh. she's quoted later as saying, quote, it felt empty like the stuff cobwebs are made of, which is interesting to me because that's not the same yeah. as complete emptiness. Yeah. Yeah. Cobwebs are like there's matter. something. Huh. It's like dust. But she's feeling something, huh? but not... But, but it, it doesn't stop her hand from yeah. moving through. See, my first thought was like Davy Jones in Pirates of the Caribbean, where it's like that mist kind of hologram type projection. Yeah. 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 Or, or, or the classic ghost, where you move right through ghosts. Yeah, just intangible. I mean, Scooby and Shaggy move through ghosts all the time. That, of course, turned out they were holograms by Mr. Sanders, who's mm-hmm. uh, completely flesh and blood. And almost got away with it. Yeah. With the meddling kids. With kids. So... 
Emily was questioned about these incidents, and she would say that usually she would fall into kind of a stupor, and she'd remembered little of what was happening during these incidents. Sometimes, mm. though, she did have these kind of vague memories of doing the same things her double was doing. She, like, like she had done them, even though in reality she was lying listlessly in her bed. Yeah. Oh, God. With no energy. It seemed like it, seemed like it sapped her energy when they were active. Active. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. That's not very nice. I need that energy. My uh, double giggle can't be It's almost like, it? yeah, can, can you're time? sharing energy with two entities. I don't know what the, you know, How it would reason be is for that. Yeah. Ugh. Are you looking something up, Care? Yeah. I tried to find the movie. movie, too. Did you find it? No. No. So, again, the in- incidents start to multiply. They're happening over and over again. Sometimes the apparition would appear clear and sharp, and other times it, it was kind of shimmering and translucent. Huh. Again, a little bit like a ghost, but a little glowy sometimes as well. Some people did, again, try to touch her and pass through her, just like the girl in the embroidery class. And, and one person said it felt like, like thick fabric. Which, again, oh. which doesn't That's, seem very okay. ghostly, does it? Through it? I don't then. think these people know what words mean. <laughs> That's that is absolutely weird, not. Well, the first like, I can see is like, right, kind think of, about yeah. going through cobwebs, sure. you do feel something to hold your hand, but you still you go right through. You break it. There's not much give. Yeah. Thick fabric doesn't make a lot of sense exactly. to me. I don't get that one. That's like a That's, fully like solid object. That seems like it, yeah. <laughs> Unless it's just sort of like you're moving fabric aside. Yeah, maybe. like as though you're going through a yes. heavy curtain or yeah, something like exactly. that. But your hand moves all the way through. It just feels some resistance. resistance yeah. yeah. That's, that's what I think I take yeah. So this doppelganger, at least, does have some, you know, corporealness. Matter, yeah. Not a, not, a, not a ton. Yeah. Huh. So obviously, this was very unnerving to the girls. And then their parents got wind of what was happening mm-hmm. and complained to the headmistress. Naturally, as they the do, headmistress doesn't like this. And then a couple of the parents remove their kids from the school. Oh, so the headmistress, geez. her hands were tied. She liked Emily. Emily was doing a great job. She was well liked, but she had to let her go. But she gave her a great reference. Uh oh. That's how Emily. Emily yeah. always seemed to go. Well, so do we know that this is what happened to Emily all the other times? I think we can infer. Yes, we can. Okay. Turns out. This incident at the school in Volmar was far from the first time this had happened to Emily Sagan. There you go. She had been followed by her doppelganger her entire life. At this point, I'd just be a sideshow freak. <laughs> I'd just be, I'm the doppelganger bitch. Come at me, P.T. Barnum. JK. People, people might wait a day, <laughs> a week. But did anything bad ever happen because of it? I mean, besides her being fired? Well, we listen and find out. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it was said that she was a very lonely child. And she was often seen walking the streets with her twin sister. And they would keep to themselves. They didn't really talk to the other kids in the town where she grew up. She was born in Dijon, France. I want to go there. Okay. Where they make the mustard? Yeah, that's mm-hmm. why I don't want to go there. Okay. If you're going to make mustard wow. in your city, I'm not going to be a visitor. I'm sorry. All of feel that region of France that. is real mad at you I, I'm never going to Golden's. And I'm never going to, I can't think of another mustard manufacturer. French. So all the whole, oh, you can't oh, go to France. I can't go to Poupon. Yeah. And I won't. Or Heinz. I won't go to Heinz They'll either. kill you. Yeah. So some of the kids thought, okay, it's odd how the two girls, the twins, never seemed to interact with one another. And they would many times seem to sort of mimic the actions of the other. But whatever. They're just crazy girls, right? The problem was, of course, Emily did not have a twin, as I'm sure you know. I knew that's where it was going. <laughs> she did have a doppelganger, though. 
Soon her parents kept Emily at home. I, I think they wanted to avoid any Shit. superstitious talk. This is still the fairly yeah. early 19th century. Do you want to know my theory? So. No. Not yet. We'll no. wait, because okay. knowing that, it'll just be like, actually, what's about <laughs> yeah, to Yeah, there'll come. be a theory at the very end. We'll do, do it then. As civilized oh, my, people do, My theory Carrie. has to be specific to Emily. It's not going to apply be to specific. every doppelganger it can be, case. You can talk about Emily and the other stuff at the okay. same time at the end, as decent humans do. I might forget, because I've well, had Write it down. Knees. You want to borrow my pad? <laughs> hey, then. Borrow your pad. Here's my here's yeah. a pen. Here's a pen, Carrie. Write it down. I'll remember. Right. Just remind me to bring it up. Okay. Uh, so they kept her at home all the time, where at least only her real brothers and sisters could witness Emily's doppelganger. Often they would see her doppelganger going, like doing household chores, like going through the motions of doing That's household why chores. I need one. Uh, yeah, but, but they weren't it, really affecting. Yeah. They, well, this, the, I need one that'll really. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like pantomime sweeping a room. Oh, I know. Dang it! Uh, and during these incidences, the real Emily would typically again be in that stupor we talked about earlier. That li- that sort of fall into this listless torpor and lie in bed as her doppelganger goes about its motions so and this this was very similar to what happened at walmart emily again would later would say i never saw my doppelganger in fact like the entire time at walmart and here as a child emily never would admit to seeing her doppelganger she never oh, appeared really? to recognize that she had a doppelganger right next to her really i so wonder only everybody else saw it huh? Mm-hmm. Huh, i wonder how much of that is true or how much of that is maybe like a defense mechanism you mean like pretending not to see the doppelganger? Yeah, but so you really people do don't there? think she's crazy uh, or like something like that. Well, I don't see the doppelganger. She's you're crazy. Cursed. It's not me. I, Maybe. Some. So Honestly. that's why from town to town, Emily would teach. Everything would be fine for a while. Inevitably, the double would show its face. Soon she was quietly asked to leave her position with a good reference. And she's on yeah. to the next town and the next position I think at I'd, a new school. I'd probably get some kind of different job. <laughs> I think the doppelganger would follow her there too. It's what she did, Carrie. No, but I mean a job where people aren't gonna that a, that a, see that a, and, yeah. that a single female could do in the first half of the nineteenth century in Europe. There weren't many gigs. Yeah. She could have been a nanny. Seamstress. In a band? For a band? No. Uh, what? Uh, teachers I'm, whoa. Carrie, she was an educated Seamstress young woman. Seamstress in a band? It's a, it's a, jo- it's a oh. song, Carrie. Oh, well, obviously we don't get your fucking reference. It's a Beatles song. It's not um, as good of a reference as Miss Emily had. I so. suppose not. Ooh, good one. That was a pun, <laughs> Yeah, you need Emma here to do that. I know. Sound for you. So That was good. She, that, that, that was her fate. That's why she had 19 positions in 16 years. It's better. She'd rather be a teacher than a seamstress. That's drudge work. That's well, horrific. That was, that was a terrible job. You'd work 16 hours for nothing. She had you a know, decent you, job in a, a nice place. Okay. Might be able to come up with something better. Well, like, well, first thing, you think governess, right? But your yeah. double shows up and you're out of a job. Same no, thing. Yeah, I wouldn't. Wherever you go, your doppelganger is going to show up and get you fired. So, might as well do what you love for huh. you know six months at a time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But let's let's take a little closer look at the story of Emily Sagay. Like all stories of kind of amazing paranormal things, the first question you have to ask is what. What? That was the. Carrie's f- <laughs> 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 answer is what? You need to be, can you be a little more specific? I think we, also, the first question you have to ask is what? Like, no. what question mark? <laughs> what is the first question you, you should ask about these stories? Is this true or is this just a story? Did it happen? Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. Did it happen? And if it did happen, <laughs> did the most remarkable parts of it 
happen as they're portrayed. That's because that's often, often, sadly, and but almost inexorably, supernatural stories that are passed off as true. Sorry, that are passed off as true are, of course, nothing of the sort, or at the very least, the most inexplicable bits are exaggerated. Correct. Yeah. There may be a kernel of truth, yeah. but the rest of the popcorn is fake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got some, some, some good uh, phrases. I'm there. good at metaphors. Yeah. So the story of Emily Gay was told by an American named Robert Dale Owen. Hmm. He's the source of this. He said that he had been told the story by Julie von Guldenstube. Okay, That's a name. That's a great name. She was the daughter of Baron von Goldenstube, so she was a Goldenstube, so she was a Baroness herself. She, Julie, had attended Pensionat von Newark in Volmar when she was 13 years old when this happened. So she is, she's an eyewitness. First hand, yeah. Uh-huh. First hand eyewitness. Owen published this account in, a, in one chapter of his 1860 oh. book called Footfalls on the Boundary of Another World. Spectacular title. Yeah, that's a pretty good title. So there are countless tellings and retellings that litter the internet of the Emily Segay story. All of them are derived entirely 100% from this one chapter in this one book from from this single source. Now that's not promising. Nope. Let's let's be patient. So yes, it is a super cool cool title, but the title kind of gives the game away, doesn't it? A little bit. So let's look into it what a little deeper. Footfalls, Footfalls on, the on the boundary of another world. It's okay. like a 19th century soap opera. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Sci-fi soap opera. Sci-fi soap opera. Owen oh, was... Oh, that's actually a great idea. It is. Come on, producers Netflix, of Days of Our Lives. Give, give me a call. Yes. Netflix. I'll have, I'll have a pitch for you in, in a week. So Owen was originally <laughs> from Glasgow in Scotland, but he had moved to the U.S. with his family when he was 24 in 1825 to experiment in utopian communities. What? Utopianism was actually a major movement of the 19th century in the U.S. and Europe. It was this idea that we can build this perfect community. There's a, there's a, the most famous one was called New Harmony in Indiana. Was it a religious movement? Um, many of them were religious, but it wasn't oh, okay. specifically yeah. religious. It was, it was an attempt to say, look, we're going to have this community. Everybody's going to share perfectly, and everything's going to be... You know, I, could, I could make one of those. Yeah, okay. Gonna in make 2019, a, look where we are. <laughs> it was, there were several utopian communities throughout the United States, and, and I think in Europe as well, in the 19th century. Again, mm-hmm. New Harmony lasted for, for many years until, as they all did, they yeah. fell apart with infighting and realizing, I don't want to share everything. People are dicks, that's why. Yeah. They, they are. It's but like, I would have a no dicks policy in my <laughs> utopian city. Like literally? Like, like, like Amazon? Maybe. Like <laughs> Diana Prince? Are you Diana Prince? Are you Wonder Woman? She's going to just make so them no dicks. Is dick meant metaphorically or is dick meant literally? Metaphorically. But does. <laughs> it sounds like it. So this was something Owen and his family were into. He, in this, in his case, and most of them were actually what we would, were very admiral, and we would think so today. For instance, Owen was anti-slavery. He was in favor of, of women's rights. He favored free public education, which at the time was not wow. a thing. This is yeah. before we had that. Still, most countries don't have that. Yeah, We don't realize how precious it is to have free public education. Oh, it was something that was fought for for a long time before it became a reality, and he was, he was someone who advocated that. He became a U.S. citizen and served in Congress and the Indiana State Legislature. Huh. So he's, he seems like a good guy. In the late 50, 1850s, however, he discovered spiritualism. 
Uh oh. And then he got syphilis and lost his nose and went crazy. Why? And wrote a weird book. Are you seeing this? <laughs> what the heck? I, I'm just bringing all the little snippets from the podcast no, together. She's, no, no. she's calling back to it all. <laughs> I can assure you right now that Robert Dale Owen did not have syphilis. Oh, I don't think God. so. I didn't, I didn't check his dick, but he, I don't believe he well, has syphilis. Well, I'm not sure that's. You can check a bunch of things. Okay. So um, <laughs> we have touched on, on spiritualism. In this podcast, once or twice, but we haven't really treated it. I want to. I want to do the Fox <laughs> Sisters and talk about it in depth. But let me just tell you, it was a big deal. It's the idea that you could speak to the dead, that living can speak to the dead, usually through a medium who had some kind of a psychic ability. So wait, what happened to him? To who? To he, go from... He discovered spiritualism. That's that, that, weird, that, that, Those two things, by the way, kind of liberal utopianism is not at all... Uh, disconnected from yes. spiritualism. There was quite a correlation there. There's a thin line. Yeah. They're kind of, mm. they're almost like the hippies of their day. And so you yeah. do tend to, it's a, it, and spiritualism is kind of a new agey thing. It, it was not a hard translation at all. Huh. Overlap continues to this day as well. Yeah, it does. It does, just in different ways. Absolutely. So, spiritualism was huge for its time, and for decades after, it had millions upon millions of adherents. Yeah. Just keep that in mind. Wow. So, so now let's, so that's, that's Robert Dale Owens. But again, so the key is that he was into the spiritualism thing. He was into kind of supernatural stuff. He was a, he was a believer, let's be honest. Yeah, so so now let's look at scene. Emily Sagay. There are no birth records of an Emily Sagay. Uh, well, come on under now. Either spelling. Again, S-A-G-E-T is an alternate spelling. Most sources give it as S-J-E-E. But there was an octave. What? What? S J E E? S A I'm sorry, S A G E E. What did I say? Uh, S J S A G E E is how it's usually rendered. Okay. It is sometimes seen S A G E T. Gotcha. Okay. No J's. No J's at all. Okay. No, no. There was a Octave Sajay born in Dijon, France in eighteen thirteen. That would fit with Emily completely, right? As as the account is given by the Baron von Guldenstube. But it's not a perfect match because the, the first name is wrong, but the uh, record shows that Octavie was illegitimate. So maybe Octavie changed her first name when she got older, which was Correct. not uncommon to do. Yeah. Or perhaps the Baroness you know, got it wrong. She told Owens the story about over 30 years after it had occurred yeah. In 1945. Wait, well, yeah, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, she probably had syphilis, so she yeah. was going crazy. I read that it was 30 years, and the source I have it was not, uh, not a been. It would have been 10, 15 years. Although so. the name change fits with my theory. Okay, well, hold on. Well, I'm gonna. Okay. Oh, I was about to say, did she say a theory and I just missed it? No, I You're just holding it? Me. Yeah, I'm, I'm constraining her from theorizing. Yeah, good. Until theory is time for theories, Carrie. Everything has a time and We're a place. Organized. Okay. God damn it. So. Maybe she had a bad memory. Maybe she got the first name wrong. However, there are no teaching records that have been found by researchers for either Octavie or Emily Sagay, and there are no no death certificates for them. Yeah. Records aren't perfect at the time, but still, there is. You can't find any documentary of evidence. Yeah. Now, how about the town and the school where this event was said to happen? Volmar is a real city. is now called Valmiera. It's in Latvia. It's further from the capital Riga than Owen said in his chapter. He said something like it was 32 miles away. It was actually 80-something miles away. So he got that part wrong, but still is a town called that was called Volmar. That was German, I think. It was either German or Swedish. Probably. is now called Valmira, which is Latvian. Unfortunately, though, there are no records for a school with anything like the name 
Owens gave in Volmar ever. Now, you've been allowing for the multi, multiple spelling, lingualty, oh. lingualty, <laughs> the multilingual oh, nature of the times. Mean. The researchers oh, have not been yeah. able to find anything that, that sounds like the school as the name that Owens gave. And it's actually, huh. it's not that long ago that it's not. It was 1845. Yeah. 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 So, was this school in a different place? Did he get the town wrong? Did he get the school name wrong? Or did the school not exist at all? Question. Yes. Did. Owens himself say that this was true at all? He said he got all of it from the Baron von Guldenstube, yeah. who he vouched for as a, as a source, who was okay. a first-hand uh, witness to these events. That's so he was a believer. Absolutely. Absolutely. He believed her. Yeah. Were they sleeping together? Oh, my God, Gary. <laughs> what the hell? We have gone in the gut of this entire episode. Is that how we got syphilis? Yeah. Probably. <laughs> We are slandering the good name of Robert L. Owens, who, remember, was ahead of his time on slavery, women's rights, and schools. So, I mean, back like then, his whole, I'm into women's rights, was probably like letting them leave the house without a husband. <laughs> or it could have been a way to get laid. I don't know. That's true. No, Maybe. Maybe. So, Owens names only one other people at the school in his chapter, other than the Baron, Baroness, right? That, pers- that pupil was Antony von Rongel. This is all these Vons. Come on now. Well, they were, a lot of them were German. But still. Again, are all German the, people Von I'm, whatever? I'm fairly certain that it was part of East Prussia at the time. Oh. Not a thousand percent on that, but I think so. You had no also, geography. Because also Latvia was under the rule of the Russian Empire at this time as well. But I think this part of it was uh, East, East Prussia. So apparently there was a family by this name, the Von Rongels, in the area at the time. But, unfortunately, they did not produce anybody named Antony, given the existing records, right? Mm -hmm. See, like, if I were somebody who was, let's say this is fake, just for fun right now. Mm -hmm. If I were doing that, I would find real people. I'd find the record and just, like, fully falsify some shit. You know what's easier? (laughs) Just making the shit up. Yeah. So, interestingly, though, here's the, wait for it. There was an Emily Von Rongel, spelled <laughs> E-M-I-L-I-E, as Emily mm-hmm. Sagay did. So maybe the first names were... Wait, no, 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 no. Hold on. That doesn't work. Emily Von Rongel would, would have been three years old in 1845 mm-hmm. when this occurred. So, bummer. Still, maybe Owens got hmm. that student's name wrong as well. The errors are piling up. I realize that. <laughs> but let's give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. How about the Baroness von Guldenstube, who told the story in the first place? Who was, if you think about it, the one and only source yeah. for this story. Turns out she was a true believer in all things psychic and spiritual. A friend described her as, quote, very clever and amiable, but the most weird, unearthly, and elfin-looking little creature imaginable. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Are you sure that was her friend? <laughs> yes. Because no, that amiable. doesn't sound like a... Comp- she's clever and amiable. Sure, the she's first She's a weird half. motherfucker. She looks yes. like an elf. And she looks weird, yeah. Yeah, she looks very weird. I imagine just this bird-like crone. She probably knew her in her older age. She, you know, flies, flits around the room telling crazy oh, stories. I was thinking more like a cute little elf. No, not... not probably not three and a half feet tall or something. Dobby. Like probably a well, little... Well, no, yeah. but... You know. Probably taller than that. House elf. She's creature. Yeah. So this was written in a book about spiritualism. This this description of her yeah. is written in a book about spiritualism and the miracles that spiritualism had wrought. 
And the reason the Baroness was featured in this book is because she was said it was said that she could quote heal the sick by animal magnetism. And, oh, remember animal magnetism? Didn't we talk about that on this podcast? I don't know if we did. I'm about like hundred percent sure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's, that's the least sure someone has ever said. I'm hundred percent sure. I I've never heard. About I don't know. I think I'm a hundred percent sure. I'd say like Dad said earlier, <laughs> like ninety four point six seven or whatever. I, strange. I don't know. We've talked about. Oh, you know what? It might have been in the um that one episode the, uh, with the crazy with the guy. Little, well, the little creatures that you make. God oh, damn it. animal uh, homunculus. No homunculi. Yeah. The homunculi, yeah. It might have been that. I don't Probably. Know. I think it was. So she um, was said to have these great psychic abilities. So uh, now being a true believer doesn't mean that everything you say is a lie. I'm not saying that. Well, yeah. But it does provide a motivation for telling stories like this because it... it, mm-hmm. it you can profit off of it, too. Yes. Well, yeah. 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 Potentially. Add to that that the Baroness and her brother were not only involved in the spiritualist movement in France at their, in their time... But they're both active mediums. Yeah, she's especially her brother, the Baron. He was a actually a pretty well known medium at the time. Now, think what you want about spiritualism, and I and many, if not most, of the believers, well, you know, they were duped yeah. from a desperate need to contact the dearly departed, right? Sure, but the mediums in that movement were Assholes. pretty much always frauds and charlatans. Sorry, period. So uh, now, you, don't you think if if somebody truly believed, they could con themselves into thinking they, you know, they could be a little bit delusional? You know? Maybe like one or two. You see that in movies when they want to make the medium a positive character Sympath- yeah. in real life. I think that was ninety nine point nine 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 percent were absolute knowing frauds, just like psychics today. You think yeah. the person who has the the little card they put on your window shield that says <laughs> "Come for a psychic palm readings for ten bucks for real" thinks they can read psychic palms? No. I don't know. I do. <laughs> I think, and even if you do, if like the fact there's n- there's no truth behind it. So if you're just looking at someone's palms yeah. and telling them whatever comes to mind, I don't know. Well, that- think about this: how how delusional and insane would you have to be to think that you're speaking, uh, you're mouthing the words of a dead person? That's, spiritual, that's crazy. what they did. These mediums in spiritualism, they said, "Okay, I'm in contact <laughs> with your uncle Henry." Uncle Henry says that you owe him 50 bucks, whatever. Oh you, you would have to really convince yourself you are speaking for a dead person. That's, that would be monumentally insane to think, to think that. So, well, no, I think I'm they were 99.9% charlatans, 0.1% incredibly insane. Monumentally people, yeah. insane. Mm-hmm. Well, at least disconnected from reality yes. in some way, shape, or form. Yes. So, but- Assuming that... There is no afterlife. There are no ghosts well, that talk to people, and there are no true mediums and psychics. Correct. Since every medium is every medium that was ever really investigated was proven to be a fraud, with the cheesecloth out of the mouth, that kind of thing. Well, that's the old timey people. They even now, even now, this is the nineteenth century. No, because they can't get away with it, and they couldn't then most of the time. But even now, Teresa goes on to Ellen, and just every single person she asks, they're like, "No, what are you talking about? <laughs> really? That does happen." Oh. Uh, Oh, that, that horrible, disgusting... The Long Island yeah. medium. Oh, yeah, I don't like her. She should be in jail. <laughs> so, let's close the circle, though. The Baron, who was Julie's brother, was said to be able to generate automatic writing almost anywhere at any time by means of his powerful psychic abilities. What do you huh. mean, automatic writing? It's like, well, you'd... you'd um, automatic writing really, or, or even in this case, actually, it was more like uh, spiritualist writing. He'd leave, like, blank paper, allegedly, 
in hmm. various places and the spirits would write. Oh, he would like leave and come back thing. and there was yeah. writing on it. And oh. he would do it all the time. And he was, <laughs> even though at the time, no, no other mediums could, could, a lot of times they do the automatic writing would be like they're directed by right. the dead yeah. person yeah. and they're writing for the dead person. Makes he so went one sense. better and just like, I'm not even going to have a pen in my hand. I'm just going to leave this piece of paper under this uh, statue here. Come back tomorrow. Oh my God, look at that. Writing's on it. I mean, he was just a cheap magician's trick, but. He was well, famous for it. That's not even a trick. That's I know. Just, that's not even like a good plan. Yeah. Like that's really <laughs> obvious. <laughs> yes. Don't look at me while I don't look at me while I switch out this paper, please. <laughs> just close your eyes for a little bit, okay? But what was the name of the American man who was a recent convert to spiritualism who traveled to France uh, to France to be a part of this movement and become <gasps> kind of an acolyte of the von Guldensturbs? Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> the American man? <laughs> Robert Dale Owens. Oh, I yes. thought he was going to give us someone new. No, no it was Robert what? Dale Owens. That's why I said I'm going to close the circle here. Oh, Robert okay. Dale Owens was a believer in the Von Guldenstubes. He was at, at the very least, he was part of their spiritualist set yeah. in France right. at the time when he wrote this book. But now the obvious. Okay, at least 50 girls, teachers, and staff directly witnessed the most miraculous doppelganger event in the history of humankind. Yeah. Instances happened multiple times in a variety of places, and some of these people passed right through yeah. this mysterious doppelganger. This would have been a momentous oh, event. Every single child in that classroom would have written multiple books about it. Yet in the ensuing years, not one of these educated and connected young women, our staff, by the way, ever wrote an essay, a letter, a book, not one word about this event. In fact, as far as anyone can tell, not e no one, none of them even told anyone else about it, except for psychic medium spiritualist Baron, Baroness Julie von Guldenstern. But who you told think you don't believe this Robert story. Robert Dale Owens. Uh, and then think about the scandal that would have surrounded this event. No record of it, no newspaper coverage of it whatsoever. The whole event just seems to have disappeared as fast as Emily Sagay did, never to be heard or seen again, which for Emily Sagay, there are no records of her whatsoever anywhere, even so. after this, again, monumental, momentous, insane event took place with dozens of witnesses. This would have changed the course of human history. It would be the biggest story in the world. Nothing prove could prove the cover afterlife. It up. Well, not the I afterlife. I mean, it would, it would prove. It, it, would, it would be paranormal. just an incredible paranormal story that oh would goodness. capture the imagination. I mean, a, a newspapers and would just be be fighting themselves to cover this story if, right. if there's any remote truth to it. So, but <laughs> let's let science take a swipe at doppelganger, doppelgangerism. Have you heard of a psychological condition called? I'm going to mispronounce it. Hotoscopy. H e a u. Too many vowels in a row. T o s C-O-P-Y. No. This yes. is the term. You've heard of it? Even passing. It's, it's the, uh, the hallucination for seeing your double. It's verified and, and well-known among uh, psychiatrists and psychologists. The key word, though, is hallucination. Yeah. There's nothing real. There's not even ghostly real. It is just all in the mind. Schizophrenics suffer from it quite often, but so can epileptics. Ooh. To the point where diet. some people believe the whole idea of doppelganger comes really from the experience of epileptics oh. seeing themselves often it would often be right before they had a seizure like an aura oh, that's okay. weird yeah. it, it's affecting the part of the brain we'll talk about that right. in a second briefly there are physical causes for this so 
there's a very famous case, at least in the people who studied this kind of thing, of a man in Switzerland. He was an epileptic. He went off his anti-seizure meds one night while on a drinking binge. Oh, my God. And, and the next morning, he even skipped his work and was just drinking beer in bed. What the fuck? Right? And this is in 1994, by the way. Oh. He's he, just an alcoholic. <laughs> no, that wasn't like him at all to do that. Oh. He, it may have been because he, sort of, he skipped his meds. We don't know. He awoke. He woke up. I guess he sort of passed out. Woke up. Hungover. Sure. But also, lying next to him is someone in his bed. He looks a little closer, and that someone is himself. Ooh. God. So he tries to, and I guess the doppelganger is asleep. So he tries to shake it awake. He's shouting at it in its face. Nothing makes it wake up, the doppelganger. Suddenly, though, here's what gets really scary. He finds himself inside the doppelganger. From the point of view of the doppelganger, looking at himself shout at him and shake him and try to wake him. Okay, yeah, that's fucking freaky. I yeah. think he's just having a dream. I, <laughs> that does actually kind of sound like a dream yeah. I had before. He, so th- he then switches bodies with he and his oh. doppelganger multiple times. Huh. Even getting up and almost like fighting with it. And he'd switch back and forth, switch back and forth until finally he just, he loses it and he uh, jumps out of the window of his apartment Uh-oh. four floors up. Is he okay? He Did, survives. Wow. Well, yeah. He lives. He's injured, but he lives. So he's in the hospital. While he's recovering in the hospital, his doctors discover something in his x-rays. It's a brain tumor. Oh. Yeah. He's had a brain tumor for a while. Brain tumors can cause hallucinations. Yeah. So the doctors well. cut out the tumor. Voila. His doppelganger never appears again. And his epilepsy was cured. Huh. Wow. You better work, doctors. So good times for him. I know, right? And, and so it's also now, yeah. even now, you can manipulate a part of the brain and manufacture a doppelganger. Well, the person can see themselves. So this is kind of like, I mean, close and shut. But you, it, it's from, well, I don't know. Because that takes stimulation of, of a specific part. We, we can do it now. We couldn't do it. Well, no, I'm not saying before. that people were purposefully stimulating yeah. parts of their brain <laughs> in 1845. I know, I I'm know. just saying it lends credence to the theory yeah. that it all was a psychological okay. phenomenon instead of an actual paranormal one so let's take let's take words. our shots in the dark then what are doppelgangers let me start with are do you think they're all in the mind of the perceiver i do like most paranormal yes. things honestly they're in the eye of the beholder the fuck but so that le- this leads us to believe that people aren't always lying about it correct agree uh, well i never thought they were always yeah. lying in the first place if you're epileptic or schizophrenic or have a brain tumor so are we saying abraham lincoln had a brain tumor, and we don't know because tumor. it got shot out. Oh, shit. Yeah. Too soon? That got dark. Too soon? No, it's not too soon. Okay. Here's the problem with that. If this is true, it's a physical cause, a, a physiological cause, um, or even a psychological cause. Yeah. Like you're schizophrenic, right? Right. That would mean only the person seeing the doppelganger of would themselves see would yeah. see it. We have s- s- multiple stories of but are they verified? other yeah, witnesses seeing doppelgangers. Those the one from 1906 Britain... Is pretty well verified. Which one was that with one? The member of parliament me? being seen oh. by multiple people who has, has having been there. Yeah, that's true. Fully I do. Yeah, but that could just be a story. Are people having hallucinations? Mass hysteria. Or are they tricks? Did Emily Segui actually have a real conspiracy theory alert? Twin sister 
and that they went through life wait, wait. gaining and losing teaching jobs because they're messing with their students by having her come in and fake eat behind her or stuff like that. Wow. That'd be a dedicated ass troll. That would be. Wouldn't yeah. that be? Let me ruin my own trap. life for a joke. <laughs> <laughs> Just a mess of the little rich girls. Or are the rare stories where other witnesses see the doppelganger, like the Sagay story, not true? Yeah. Yeah. Did or did Ka- if, Catherine the Great too, right? Catherine the Great. Did oh, she yeah. really have people shoot her doppelganger? Uh, yeah. You know. Yeah, probably Catherine. not. Catherine. Before we go into other theories, Kara, what is, what is your theory? Oh, uh, yeah. My theory was that she had a twin sister who died. Oh. And it was her ghost? It was mm-hmm. like, a, like a kind of a, a the other yep. situation? Yep. Uh, Great scary movie, by the way. And highly maybe recommended. Emily. Don't spoil it. Maybe Emily was the one who died. <gasps> and whatever that well, Ogilvy name or whatever is the one that lived. What was the name? Oh. The movie? No, the, the other. The, 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 oh, Octavie? Oh, Octavie. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the, yeah, I like it. I like it. Let's go with you. it. Let's make sure, that movie. Thanks. Yeah, let's do that. Well, again, it's kind of been made. Oh, it's yeah. called The Other. Carrie kind of spoiled it. Well, you should not. It wouldn't have been spoiled unless on. you said it was a Sorry spoiler. Sorry about that. Spoiler. I just said uh huh because I agree to lots of things you say. I don't know. <laughs> <the other. laughs> I don't know. I don't. You haven't seen the other? I don't uh, think. Is so. that the Nicole Kidman movie? No, it's that's uh, the others. No, no, no. That's the, the others. others. Okay, this is completely different. This is about a little boy who has a imaginary duplicate. Oh, and I think I it does increasingly not good things. <laughs> so, um, like yes. early seventies, I want to say. Huh. But Never a pretty good it. movie. It's a good movie, even though it's a, it's a long time ago. It was, the Others is also a very good movie. That's a good movie. Don't too. spoil that one now. I won't. She's a, but, she's, but go no, 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 no. She's a, she's a boy. Oh. But look it up. I don't like that. And watch it. How about uh, ghosts and apparitions? Do you think they could be ghosts? Just flat out, you know. I just nah. said paranormal experiences are largely a part of the psychological mind. So you're going to say no to that No, one because there? why would a ghost look just like you? Yeah, why, aren't why ghosts attached to spirits ghosts? of actual people usually? Hey, maybe, maybe. Who knows? We don't know the full in, inflections of ghostliness. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's a different type of ghost. We're not. We haven't realized it's a ghost. I guess we got species of ghosts. Nah, we're gonna nix that. What one. about the omens of disaster? You buy that? Nope. No, well, I mean, no. Nope. You guys are just shutting this down. Yep. How about another one? You ever heard of astral projection? Oh, bitch, I tried it. Uh, of course we have. Okay, haven't. then. How about that? No. Maybe there's some form well, of bilocation. This is my hypothesis. Okay. I think the like concept of astral projection is just uh, the human explanation for sleep paralysis. Maybe. Well, it's a very specific kind of it, though. Type yeah. of it, though. Because usually sleep paralysis, like my, I've had it twice, and either time I thought I, I thought there was something foreboding or lucid dreaming me, but not me i think that i meant lucid dreaming now that i think oh, about it not sleep different. paralysis yeah, different. very different <laughs> phenomenon yes uh it could be that's what i could meant. be because yeah. we i we try, I tried to do it mm-hmm. with my friends one time at a sleepover okay. and the directions i saw that we saw on the internet uh-huh. were uncannily <laughs> similar to quote-unquote directions i once saw on how to lucid dream oh really so i was like there it is. My hypothesis is born. So it's okay. unverifiable. That, that's astral, astral projection. So yeah. what if it's like uh, um, accidental astral projection? Yeah. Awake. I remember, oh. at least in Emily's condition, she would always feel like listless and stupid, oh, almost yeah, semi asleep or even kind of asleep. Yeah. And while her doppelganger was out there moving around. So maybe it was some form of. Again, sometimes it's called bilocation. This would make it almost mental yeah, and physical, wouldn't it? Yeah. It, it would kind of combine the two ideas. Which I don't often know. I'm just throwing that case. out there. You know, that's interesting. And 
I might entertain it, but not in the Emily story because then you would have corroboration. You would yes. have real people saying they really saw. Yeah, right? yeah. The Emily story is almost certainly yeah. complete fiction, hogwash made up by either Robert Owen in or in League with the Baroness or just the Baroness. I think over just the Baroness a, because we like Robert. Yeah, and she was a bit flighty and amiable, but. Yeah, you she know, was a weird little weird. elf. And and, yeah. and he'd be the perfect person to tell the story to because he believed yeah. everything oh, she said. Oh, that's true. He was a true believer. Yeah. Here's one last theory. Brings it a little more to the science, or at least the science fiction. How about the multiverse? Ooh, I you like that one. You have you in parallel universes. Oh, that would be my favorite, and you know it. Uh-huh. But, okay, then if so, why are they almost always evil? And well, we they're are, not. We are the good ones. Very often they are. Well, that could that's be the chalked up. Lore, yeah, that's us putting our weird spin on it because we don't. Or as humans, we, we like to understand. focus on the most sensational, like yeah. compelling stories, even if it's not the most likely to happen. Maybe, maybe we're the evil twin, and they're the good twin. <gasps> yeah. Well, considering the world we live in now, that sounds like the most likely version. <laughs> Trump. That's doppelgangers. <laughs> for you. And that was... Uh, <laughs> hey. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Is, that the is, end? This, is this a burlesque show now? <laughs> the no, end I, of it? I, well, I mean, that's, uh, <laughs> that's all I have. Let's put it that way. I, I think we all probably agree that while fascinating, there doesn't appear to be a non-psychological... Explanation. Explanation for them. A, a paranormal explanation for them. The stories that... I mean, I don't know if, I, if any of those stories are true. The Catherine the Grey. The Guy de Maupassant was mentally ill. Oh, absolutely. Lincoln had a brain tumor. Well, I can I say something? Establish that. If yeah, it was a real thing, there might be an example of something that happened in the 20th century yeah, or the 21st, 21st century. century. I, yeah, there probably uh, are. I just yeah. don't know. I mean, I'm sure there are. I didn't. Yeah, maybe Kim Kardashian. Maybe Kim. Yeah, Kim. That sex tape wasn't so. her. Because no, then... One of her is too many. Yeah. Two... Oh. The world would be a worse it, place. If there was, we would have heard of it. Yeah, probably so. There, I, I don't. Uh, yeah. Okay. So at the very least, there aren't any famous episodes yeah. for the, the 20th or 21st century of doppelgangers. But there's still, and, and even the one like the, I was thinking the, the Parliament one, the Rash one. Yeah, that's the most credible to me. Well, I mean, I, I don't know how long it was when they went and talked to him, and when they, I, I, I said it was the next day. I think. But yeah. Not, I don't know. It was soon thereafter. It had to be. Yeah. But you know, it could just be. You were asked, hey, did you see Rash today or yesterday? You're like, yeah, I think yeah, I, did. I, I yeah. did. Well, no, it could have been a week ago. Yeah. The oh, mind is not very great. true. You don't, so, yeah, yeah. I think, and, then, and then all of a sudden, oh, one or two people say yes, and then four or five more people just sort of glom on to it. That's, yeah. that's classic. So that could have, even though that's well authenticated, it, it still could have a rational explanation. Whereas the other ones, like Catherine the Great and, those things, and Queen Elizabeth, I mean, they, they're just stories. Yeah. They almost certainly never happened. And, cer- and certainly... The research, and I, I should give credit, there was one article that really explored the um, reality behind the Was it on episode. Bustle? No, it was definitely not on Bustle. I can't remember what it was, though. It'll be on our show notes. Uh, it was <laughs> uh, our sources. Um, I did a lot of sources for this, but Good. that story, I think, was thoroughly debunked. Yeah. I don't think there's any question that never happened. The Baroness made it up. Yeah. Yeah. Retweet. Yeah. So that's Doppelgangers. Hope you enjoy. It's still a, I think, a really interesting topic. Yeah. And hopefully we will have a 21st century famous case of a doppelganger. Just you want to hear about my doppelganger? Be Kardashian. Oh, yeah. I got one? 
Uh-huh. Who? My godfather. So <gasps> Your godfather is your doppelganger? No, but my godfather. So somebody who knows me, has known me my entire life, and, you know, knew exactly what I look like. He, um, when I was early 20s, I think, asked his daughters, when did Carrie get a job at this certain burger place? And they said... In your 20s? Yeah, I think early 20s, oh, maybe wow. late teens. You thought you worked at a burger place? Yeah. yeah How insulting. <laughs> Nolwood. I was about to say, that was the one I was going to say. And they said, what are you talking about? She doesn't work there. Yeah, she does. I, you know, I went there and I saw her there. He saw somebody who looked exactly like me. Wow. And it wasn't me. Mama got a dop. You got a doppelganger, Carrie. You didn't mm-hmm. die, though. Damn. So No, no. Yeah. It wasn't I guess it the bad omen. That. Yeah. Phew. Yay. Good thing you didn't die. Yeah. <laughs> Jack wouldn't exist. Right? This podcast wouldn't exist. Mm-hmm. I'd be doing it by myself. So you oh, think God. if she didn't look that much like me, he would have just said, oh, so she looked kind of like Carrie yeah, or whatever. Yeah, you're but right. He literally thought it was me. She was a doppelganger. Mm-hmm. Huh? Damn. All right. Yeah. Well, thank you. Weird World Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Patreon, and Weird World Pod on Twitter, and Weird World Podcast at gmail.com. That's us. Please tell us your doppelganger story. Yes. Yeah. 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 And, and tell me if you can find that movie. If you know that movie, yeah. I would love to hear it on whatever Facebook, yeah. Instagram, Twitter, email. And give care. us money. Just tell me. Oh, stop it. <laughs> okay. That's it. Please listen. Next time we'll have something. Please even. listen. Shut up. I'm not Jeb Bush. <laughs> we'll, have, we'll have something even weirder. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening. Oh, yeah.